You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. In today's episode of The Political Periscope, you are going to hear the story of Dutch runner Boas Kragbaj, who is running from Amsterdam to Kiev, two and a half thousand kilometers, to raise money for free ambulances for Ukraine. Political Periscope. How many kilometers today? 59 kilometers. And uh, you've planned a bit more. In total, the distance is 2,500 kilometers from Amsterdam to Kiev. And average, we do around 50 a day. But sometimes we have a long day, up to 70. Sometimes we do a bit of a shorter day, 30. It depends a bit on the weather and our accommodation where we can sleep. But in this way, we try to cover the distance in total of 50 days from Amsterdam to Kiev. Today, the day was a bit uh, hot. It was very warm. But actually, last week, we were... Uh, entering Warsaw, the first three days before Russia, and it was steaming. It was 35 degrees and uh, it was an obstacle. The The whole run is uh, filled with obstacles. Sometimes you have a lot of rain, sometimes it's very hot. Um, but when it gets tough and when I'm deep down in the run, we try to hold on to the vision of the project, which is if we can suffer for 50 days, others don't have to suffer for the rest of their life because we try to raise money to buy ambulances for Ukraine. Where did this idea come from? Well, when the war started one and a half year ago, we all three had the urge that we needed to do something but we didn't know what we could do i'm not in i'm not in the politics i'm not a doctor i couldn't find my my skill but what something that i have been doing my whole life is running my father was a runner i he passed over the passion for the sports to me and and i also wanted to uh, show awareness to the people around me how close by this war is to western european countries so i thought maybe i can use my skill of running to show people how close by this is because i thought what is a more powerful way showing that to people than running to the war this war is so close by to western european countries that i can literally run to the war for poland it's the neighbor country but for the Netherlands if you don't follow the news you don't really know how close by this war actually is and with this idea running to the war uh, I thought it's also a really good way to collect money and uh, how much money you think you can collect uh, running our goal is to collect 100,000 euro and we are now on day 33 and we raised 44,000 euro and with 30,000 euro we can buy one ambulance so last week we bought our first ambulance uh, which was in Warsaw and we hope with 100,000 euro that we can buy three ambulances that can save up to 75 lives a day you said you are not into politics uh, so why? What pushed you to uh, think about war, to, to want to help? What's your motivation? 
the motivation comes from the awareness that we live in a free democracy. And sometimes you have to, you have to ask yourself the question, how is it that we live in a free democracy? And that's because if you zoom a bit out, have a bigger picture, there was a time in history where we were the one that were in danger and we were the one that were invaded and we needed help and we also got it. And because we got it and people paid the highest price for that, my generation is living in a free democracy. And not only my generation, but also my parents. And I think we are not in depth with other people, but we have to be inspired from the people in the past that did the good thing just because they had to do it. And now it feels for me that we have the opportunity to do something. We don't need to have a benefit from that. We just have to do it. And I think I can do it in this way. Uh, what are people's reactions uh, where they, when they see you running? Uh, do they know about you? Do people, I don't know, recognize you? And uh, how they welcome you in the cities, in towns where you arrive? Well, slowly now the word is getting spread. So more people start to recognize it. People can follow our trip every day on Instagram, Ultra for Ukraine. Uh, we are doing the trip with three guys. Uh, I have my coach, Bram, and the cameraman, Bo, and my name is Boas. And um, yeah, people can follow it digitally. And we try to um, organize events in the city so that we have more engagement with the people. And there's a lot of Ukrainian uh, people, especially in Poland. So in Warsaw, people joined us on the bicycle for a day or people join us running and we have always a tracker with us that people can find online so they can see where we are going so sometimes suddenly there's people with Ukrainian flags standing on the side of the road people are very generous we feel that that a lot of people would like to help for example here in Poland all our accommodation costs were covered. Every camping spot is free because people would like to give something besides money. For example, they want to give us a place, host a place for us to sleep or give us food or give us other stuff besides money. And in, in the most creative way, like one fun thing is we got a message from a, from a weatherman, a, a meteorologue, and he, uh, he said, I donated money, but I wanted to, to do something more. So he said, can I make a custom weather forecast for your run so he made a whole uh exactly on the date where we were running on our route which weather we were expecting so people try to support us in any way possible when do you plan to cross the border we're going to cross the border this weekend and then we're going to go to Lviv and we're going to do their press conference. And when we are in Ukraine, we also want to show people a bit more why we are doing this for, uh, who we are doing this for. We want to share the stories of the war. Now, mostly when we were in Germany and Poland, we mostly filmed people the run and every day how we wake up, how the afternoon is going, how the evening, the preparations. But in Ukraine, we want to show more uh, about the impact of the war and uh, how many people are victimized by this war. So this weekend crossing the border and then around 10, 11 September, but I have to be a bit careful with my words because every day can, can change. Sometimes uh, I feel pretty bad and I cannot cover the full distance, but 10th of September probably arriving in Kiev. Are you not afraid going into Ukraine? Uh, there is a war over there. Yeah, and my mother is for sure not happy with this uh, decision and we are all three pretty nervous to get in the war um, but and we try to minimize uh, all the risks that are possible but still it is a... It is an unpredictable country, it can change very fast and the cities that we are going through uh, 
are getting bombed daily. So we we, we are b- being very careful and we also have uh, a bigger support team when we are going into Ukraine. But we find the potential help that we can offer bigger and worth the risk going in there. Any message you would like to deliver to Polish listeners, to the listeners of Radio Net? Well, people can follow our trip on Instagram, Ultra for Ukraine, and they can also find us on our website, ultraforukraine.com, where people can donate, send messages. And I only want to spread the message that you don't need to run two and a half thousand kilometers to help Ukraine. You can help in any way possible. And I only would say, as when it comes to these kind of things, I, I think we as humans have to be united and uh, help each other, especially now the victims in Ukraine. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. In his extraordinary run, Boas Kragdwijk is accompanied by his coach, Bram Vogels. What is the main challenge uh, in this big challenge uh, for you as a coach? Well, because I am uh, trying to monitor Boas's health when he's running and before, during preparation, the main concern is uh, feeling how I can uh, make him do the things that are best for him because sometimes he wants other things, for example, uh, food-wise, then which are good for them. And one of the main challenges that we faced was that he lost a lot of weight during the training and he also lost a little now but i'm very closely monitoring making sure he eats enough and that he stays very hydrated which is very important when it's like 35 degrees like last week and how much does he need to eat well he eats now about 6000 calories on average a day which is about three times as much as a normal person would eat but uh, you have to imagine you don't you are not three times as hungry as a normal person so you have to eat against your will sometimes to make sure that your body gets the fuel it needs to do this any supplements any i don't know things that could help uh instead of normal food that's just stuffing your stomach Well, in contrast to what many people think, we try to minimize the sports drinks, sports food, because we want to give him healthy food as much as possible. So steamed vegetables, a lot of fruits and all of this, because we have to make sure that he maintains his health along the 50 days in a row. This is totally different than running the best marathon once So you have to be sure that he gets all the nutrients. So we make sure he gets uh, very good foods, vegetables, fruits and all of that. Is it uh, difficult to train for such a thing? I imagine doing it is very, very difficult, but uh, training also probably requires some time. So um, um, a thing is that Boaz already had a good basis when he came to me for coaching. This was before the project. And of course, the most difficult thing, I think, is making the time and to invest in your life. Like if you want to be a good violin player, for example, you have to invest a lot of hours playing the violin to become good. If you want to do an, a challenge like this, you have to invest a lot of time training for this so in preparation we did uh two weeks of 350 kilometers a week which is like this and it's about 35 to 40 hours of running a week so it's a full-time job but he has other responsibilities he has a girlfriend so this is a real challenge during training and uh, for you what's your motivation to participate in this project 
Well, um, just like Boas, last year I went to the Ukrainian border. I went uh, separate from him because um, I was involved with a convoy for medical equi equipment. And just like Boas, when we came back, we thought like, okay, we have to do something which has more impact than just going there by ourselves and delivering some package which is finished by a certain date. Like if the war ends now, the ambulances we gather for Ukraine, they will still play an important role for the years to come. Have you been to Ukraine before? Uh, yes, in fact, I've been there for the European Youth Parliament. I've been in Kiev in 2006, I think, and I've even played a violin there in the Opera House. So I am uh, quite uh, quite curious how it will feel now entering there, knowing what's going on. But you haven't been there during the war? Not during the war, no. So this will be the first time that I cross the border. We've only been to the border to uh, get the convoy there, but no, now this will be the first time to cross the border. Are you not afraid? Also, I imagine uh, he's not going to run in a, a bulletproof vest. He's not going to run in a bulletproof vest. This is correct. Uh, am I afraid? Um, well, in a certain way, yes, there can be a lot of unexpected things. In another way, I feel like if we don't do it and we don't do it now, then who will? So I'm, I'm trying to do the best and we have to be prepared. So a couple of things are we will be escorted. We will be staying overnight. We will be uh, informed and briefed about where the shelters are. So if something goes wrong, then we can immediately flee the place. If necessary, we can flee the country. So uh, we try to take uh, best care. But of course, there is always risk involved. But we think it's worth it to uh, give the best chances to the victims of this war. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was The Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 